Sen. From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. Save this city is a creature of the night. Hey, stud. I thought we had something together. We do. While she craves a romance, she can sink her claws into. You're catnip to a girl. He plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Gotham! its greatest hero. Hello once again, everybody. This is Steve Wengeeks Collide for episode number two, From the Page to the Screen. And I'm joined by the world-famous... Introduce yourself. Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith, who just might as well be on every episode because he pretty much ends up on everything that's right which is fine i don't i don't care I, and you know um, the ratings are going up yeah so. you know what if it <laughs> i almost didn't want to tell you things are going up because you're really like, mm, because of me it's your it's your uh, vince russo-esque approach you're uh hold absolutely on. you're you're popping you're popping the the territory as they say <laughs> uh okay this is episode two I did episode one, which was Batman 1989, and uh, or the Tim Burton Batman, or just Batman, and I'm pretty happy with uh, the response, and, you know, I think I kind of uh, backed myself into a corner saying that it's, uh, I'm going to do this weekly. Yeah, you were pretty dedicated yeah. to this new schedule. Yeah, considering, uh, you know, I should be doing a Go Figure episode. Which will probably be up already, but I haven't even thought about what I'm going to talk about. For this that. is up on Thursday, right? Wednesday. Wednesday. It ended okay. up being late Wednesday, but it's now that we have it done, it will be midday Wednesday. I'm going to aim for 12 p.m. Uh, when Geeks Collide proper for Friday, it's postponed this week because I didn't know what to talk about. So, anyways, we're not going to talk it's about that. It's a great that. answer. We're not going to talk about that. We're talking about... 
1992 Tim Burton blockbuster, not as big, but definitely big. Oh, it's big. Batman Returns. All right. It's the best. The bat, the cat, the penguin. That was the poster. The poster. Uh, I remember seeing the poster. So, like, I knew the movie was coming out. And this is just uh, idle bullshit. We're not even really getting into it yet. Yeah. But I remember hearing the movie was coming out. I think maybe my brother told me that Danny DeVito was going to be the Penguin. And said Michelle Pfeiffer was going to be Catwoman. And I honestly had no idea who she was. Because the only thing I would have seen her in up until that point maybe would have been... Witches of Eastwick, okay. but I didn't know her name. And there was like other stuff, like uh, Married to the Mob and stuff that she was in. But like I didn't, I really didn't know who she was. So I was just like, okay. But anyways, when I first things I first saw, I think I saw something on Entertainment Tonight, and then all of a sudden the posters started popping up in the bus shelters, and it was the poster kind of like this. But it was reversed. It was like the snowy background. Oh yeah, Batman, Catwoman, Penguin, like yeah, like the VHS cover. So awesome. Um, There's a story about that. Why it's like that? No, about the bus stops. There were also individual one sheets. Really, three characters, and people were stealing the Catwoman ones. Oh, because yeah? they wanted them to the point where they were getting like police protection, like a security guard watching the stops because people were taking them. And now they're still worth a lot. I've never seen one. No, I've never seen one either. And I remember seeing Batman in that pose because I could just tell by how his head is there doing like the fighting pose. I, I remember seeing that one in um, bus shelters. But also the first Batman movie, the posters. We're getting some. Here's the thing. Any popular movie, the posters are going to get robbed from <laughs> yeah. bus terminals, bus shelters. Uh, there's bus shelters by where I grew up. Like, every other... You would see, like, I remember for the first X-Men movie, the, like, you know, it's like the X, and it was like the doors kind of opening, and in the crack you could see, like, yeah. green in them. Yeah. Being there. Like and then the, the VHS next, cover. And then the next day, it was smashed, the poster was gone. So... But also, people figured out how the... It was just, like, this kind of thing underneath that you could pop it, and it would just open up. Like... like oh, a, okay. Like, a garage door. Not not an yeah. automatic garage door that goes, like, up and folds. Like, ones that would, like, pull out. Yeah. And then they would just hang them and whatever. But... So cool. And I remember just getting super excited. Back in the day, and I did this for years, when there was a movie coming out... Anything that was in the newspaper about it, I would keep the article. Love it. I would cut out, if it was just a little picture, I'd cut out the picture, yep. keep it aside. Uh, like, I used to do that stuff. Yeah, for, I did that. Forever. Uh, when Wizard mm. Magazine published the first photo of uh, Poison Ivy and Bane from Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Like I must, it was just a little blurb in that photo, and I must have stared at it for hours and re and reread it. Well, we're not talking about Batman. And Robin. I know. Uh, uh, Do I'll you want to be on Batman and Robin? Well, this episode is going to be so phenomenal. Okay. I don't know if I'll be able to top myself on that. 
It's possible, but this is the pinnacle. This okay. is the best episode of the four you're going to have, I'm telling you right okay. now. Okay. Before we get to it, to mention Batman and Robin, everyone talks about how it's not... Out of the four, it did the least. Like, it did the worst, and... Like, it's still a blockbuster, but it did the, the worst, and it's bad, and this and that, but... Just, with that being said, anyone who's been listening to When Geeks Collide from the beginning will know that Batman and Robin is my absolute number one guilty pleasure movie. It's also the first movie I ever went to in the theaters and was like, this wasn't very good. It did not mean I did not like it. <laughs> it just, I could, I was just like, this wasn't good. Now, this movie was not the case. I saw this movie, see, there's no structure to these, so we're just going to get into it now. I saw this movie, uh, I think, opening weekend, so it was the day after, it was the Saturday. Uh, when did it, when did this, you, do you have this? The, this the, movie opened yeah. June 19th, 1992. Okay, so I'm guaranteeing you June 20th, 1992, I went with my aunt and uncle and my cousins to the drive-in and we watched this the drive-in at the drive-in uh i there used to be a drive-in on the way to canada's wonderland and it, i'm pretty sure this was the one we went to uh and yeah i was i was hooked like i was already still mad about batman like totally down with batman everything um I think I, I'm still kind of, I played with them, but I wasn't really buying the figures as much, but that's because the X-Men figures and the Marvel figures that came out, and I was like kind of deep diving into them, but when this was coming out, I'm, I, I, like Jeff, I can go through, we'll get to the toy part after, but like, well, yeah, cause that's where I was, where I was, who, who bought me what? Which ones I had because I had so many Batman Returns figures. Okay, it's not even you funny. Probably had more than me, despite the fact that it was the biggest series. Well, next to Batman and Robin that I might have owned, and and we will get to that. But this is also the first one of the first times too that I was buying Batman figures. Like normally, you know, you see them and it's like the one Batman that's he's in the black outfit, and then all the other ones he's different colors. Yeah. I did. I wasn't really down with those, but for this movie. I was. So yeah, they were the really cool, and there was a lot, yeah. of, lot of cool releases. Which and and there's some, there's bit. some I'm still trying to get my hands on. Yeah, well, especially the series two ones. Is that with Robin? Robin, the jungle one? No, Robin was all that line was series one. That was all series one. one. Series one, series two was like a green, like a jungle Batman, mm -hmm. and a and there was a. Uh, yeah, I just wrote down. I love it. Yeah, umbrella. No, sorry, hydro charge. That Hydro Charge Batman was Series 2 in the yellow. That's the only Series 2 one that I had. That was Series 2? Where he's got the sled? No. Nope. That's a different one. We'll come back to that. Okay. Because right. I had that one. Yeah. He's got that the yellow. One with the yellow. And it's got like different like, patterns on yeah. it. Yeah. It was a different yellow yeah. than the other. Okay. The, Arizona, okay. the Hydro Charge yellow. This is very exciting. Now. Now back to this. So. Okay. The movie. 91. Yeah. No. Not, well, because you're talking about where, where we're at. at that so time. you're going so to 91. 91. Okay. Yeah, because 91, remember the first Batman, it happened, but I wasn't as into that first Batman. It and, was huge. And why not? It, because 
a mask? To me, I was I was Batman like Batman sixty six. Okay. So that was that was my Batman. And as you said, yes, they were airing on the city TV and stuff, and and my mom and dad were taping them. So I was watching them regularly, watching the sixty six movie, and then that first movie, like like you said, it was a little bit scary. Sometimes, yeah. like Joker, it was a little bit darker and deeper, and I didn't really like it as much. You know, I, I wanted to watch like for me the the lighthearted stuff, the fighting, boom, boom, boom. That was Batman. Um, so now also by that time, it's it's Ninja Turtles. Uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah, I definitely was into Ninja Turtles as well. Yeah, Ghostbusters pretty much over by that time. Crash Test Dummies. I think we're maybe coming in at that time. Maybe this most sickest toy line, and I mean sickest as like disturbed. I was going to pull all my crash test dummies out of this red box storage unit, which I have. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it. Did you have the baby? No. It's, um, That's what makes the toy line sick. I know. Oh, we're I, not had, the, about I crash, had the cat and dog, but anyway. We're not talking about crash test dummies. Yeah, that would be a different. When they Geeks were some Clyde, cool figures. Though. Yeah, when geeks collide, they. Uh, I used to. I used to use a crash test dummy as just like a random like villain guy, and have like the superhero punch him and he explode. Okay. But yeah. So, by now, I, I like the DC superheroes figures, right? Had those that Batcave and that that all worked for that time. So, hyped up. I knew if Catwoman was in it she was my favorite that I was going to be all about this movie this was the Batman movie I was waiting for mm -hmm. um, so as we got to okay when's it coming out and I mean I wasn't as I, I probably was but I don't remember being as intuitive or, or comprehensive of release dates and yeah. times it's just you know oh it's coming out next year you know it's coming yeah, yeah it's, it's coming so just got to kind of wait it through and then once things started showing, and the first trailer was before Wayne's World. Did you know that? There was a for you. There was a yeah. uh, trailer. Well, I know I don't remember if that's where I saw it, but I read that it was before Wayne's World, so hmm. it's probably where I saw it. I wonder if I, I've seen it too because I did see Wayne's World in the theaters with my with my mom and my brother. So, so that Maybe. whole thing, like '92, was coming, and that's then you're going back to Batman. And it was going to be big. Yeah. And that's why... Should have been. That's why this, for me, is the biggest and best Batman movie. This is because the... This whoa, is, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're oh, saying yeah. that this is the best Batman movie. Yes. Okay. This is why I'm on this podcast. This is why awesome. you had me on this, this is podcast. Why this is called When Geeks Collide. Well, you mentioned well. that, and I didn't know where you stood completely uh, on this film. Just to, just to clarify... Because I, now with, with episode one for Batman, I said that it is my favorite Batman movie. Live action. But I said, I, I also said it's not the best Batman movie. It is my favorite. You are saying that this is your favorite and you believe it's the best? Yes. Just if we're talking okay. live action, if you're okay. talking Mask of the Phantasm is the best, that's on a different... Well, I don't. I think that by far the best Batman movie. Well, I figured that's what you were referring to, but it's not live action. Yes. So, on that note, as we approach June, now okay. we've got the hype, the McDonald's toys coming, McDonald's the cups. Yep. 
the the cars, everything. Figures start hitting. Do you remember even Zellers kind of had a Batman Returns kind of thing going? They did? You, you don't remember this? Uh, it was just like, they... I don't even think it was like anything major or anything. It was just like, they w were pushing it, and it was like a Batman branded stuff. This like in the store could answer my puzzle question of where the large size Batman book came from in my collection. It's possible it's from Zellers. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there was one for Batman and Robin. I got that at Blacks, like Blacks Photography. Blacks Photography. Yeah. Um, there was also an in at that. I don't know if you know this, but Blacks is photography. <laughs> Uh, so we set up. So uh, a little bit of talking about this, right? Because you heard about the rumblings of it mm -hmm. and uh, the newspaper with Danny DeVito before he was even officially announced. Um, there were two drafts of the movie when it, before it even went into production, mm -hmm. before Tim Burton and Michael Keaton had even signed back onto the movie. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be a direct sequel to the point where they were even talking about Joker appearing. Jack Nicholson. How would Joker Some, be Somehow. Somehow. But it was... it was. I actually am so glad they redid it because it was going to be Catwoman and Penguin looking for a hidden treasure. Yes, and it involved bird statues. And they're like... It was like under Wayne Manor. Yeah, and right? that, that yeah. was written by Sam Hamm. But then Tim Burton came on. Sam Hamm is a great writer, by the way. Yeah, well, he was done after that. Tim Burton yeah. came on. And then they got Michael Keaton and Daniel Waters came in as a screenwriter and redid it all with Tim Burton really wanting and Daniel making the Penguin a more interesting, fleshed-out character and darker than he's established in the comics. Russian mob boss isn't, uh, isn't that dark? And here's, you know, here, here's my... Here's, here's a little hot take. I love this movie. The Penguin you hate him. is my least favorite movie villain. That's that's a hot take. Yeah. Because he is so, on screen majority of the time. In this so movie. this movie for me is like the story of Catwoman and Batman. With this sub-story of Penguin. That's how I approach this. Okay. The older I got, the more I saw the Penguin perspective to the movie. I always got it, but he killed the cat at the beginning. That was it for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck this guy. So that's my little bit on, on that. So they were starting... Michael Keaton joined on on the pretense that they scrapped the direct sequel stuff. Mm -hmm. Kim Basinger was gone. Mm -hmm. No Vicky Vale. Completely fresh. Michael Keaton what? got... Why wouldn't they want a direct sequel? Like, why wouldn't they want? Vicky because Vale? Michael Keaton figured that there was nothing new to do with it. He established the character, mm -hmm. so he wanted to do something with El with the character that wasn't so tied down by the first movie. Okay. And same with Tim Burton. It's like, where's the fun of it if it cannot be something else okay. that we're bringing to the table? Okay. Michael Keaton. $11 million salary on the $80 million budget. That's what he got paid? Yeah. Wow. Tim Burton fought for that because he felt that he deserved it to come back to that role. Does, did they ever 
How much did he get for the first one? I don't know. I bet you, like, two million. Yeah. It, it was a huge salary hike. Not as big as Jack, because Jack got, like, a part of the movie. Probably. And well, Michael Keaton also got top billing. It's the only movie, I believe, where Batman, the portrayer, gets top billing of the four. No. Is Batman Forever also... Batman Forever, he gets, he gets first? top billing. Okay. But Batman and Robin is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So, he joined on. Get this, I forgot this. Michelle Pfeiffer was not Catwoman. Okay. Originally. Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Yeah. And she got pregnant. At a $1 million payout. That's it? Michelle Pfeiffer came on $3 million and portion of the box office. Okay. Because so she, she, she was, loving she was big, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, I didn't know her name, but I. And honestly, which is honestly Michelle Pfeiffer is way better. I I think she she rocked that role. But you you never know. You don't know, but can you see anyone else? But I mean, everyone said Tim Burton said there was no one but Danny DeVito in his head for Penguin. Yeah, because he's a midget. (laughs) But Michelle Pfeiffer, and she also admitted to idolizing like the Catwoman character, so Mm -hmm. she was invested in that character. And Danny DeVito, interestingly enough, also read the comics yeah. when he was younger, and yeah. he he knew and was aware of Penguin, so that was pretty cool. I think Danny DeVito could have been a good Penguin, regardless if they changed it to make him, like, a freak how he is, or just left him as a normal guy, and, you know, I think either way, you would have got the same performance. Yeah. He was pretty out there, and he stayed in character, character I heard. On, on set, which was pretty cool, and they had the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a story about the monkey, but for the other penguin scenes, it was Stan Winston who did the animatronics yeah. of the penguins. So I think they even that had some cool. early CGI penguins. Um, of course, just like the first movie, there was uh, plans for Robin. Yep. To be in it. Now I I forgot who was going to be possibly Mar- cast as Marlon Wayans. Yeah, Joe remembered yesterday. And he was going to be just a little subplot as a mechanic with the old mechanic suit that was going to have the R okay. of, of some name. Like, oh, like the, the auto shop would start with an R, so he's going to have the R. I don't know, something like that. But Tim Burton already said that there was like too many characters, mm-hmm. so just scrap it. But I heard that I don't with Robin, think... they got pretty far along. Yeah. And... Like he still got paid for the movie. Did he? I don't. So, I don't think it would have been great to do no, a different. I, rate. Now, do you know I, what Robin it was? I'm assuming it'd have to be Jason Todd. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Oh, because at the time. Um, See, and that's even the, bad too. It's got to be Dick Grayson. But if they'd gone into full Robin mode, the sketches and the plans for the costume mm-hmm. were saved for the Kenner figure that came out. That's oh. where that look debuted, and then it came into the comic books. No, no, no. It was already like that in the comics. Was it in the comics? Yeah. Okay. So they but yeah, used they, it. And, and he is kind of darker skinned. Yeah. The figure. <laughs> and that was designed by <laughs> DC artist Norm Brayfogle. Okay. By the way. <laughs> I'm glad Robin wasn't in it. Yeah. Um, I covered that one. Uh, oh, the penguins we were talking about. 
So they would reward the penguins with fish mm -hmm. to do the sequences. Like once yeah. they got to, from point A to point B, they they did that. Catwoman suits. This is interesting. Every suit cost one thousand dollars to make, and she went through sixty suits. Wow. And well, uh, even even in the movie, there's just there's different suits because. As it goes on, because her costumes yeah. are made, it just keeps tearing apart. Yeah, like, and those strings, even on this figure you have here, yeah, it's all. Yeah, now yeah. these strings, they're all part of the same material. They were painted white to look like threads, uh, but they're actually the same material. Okay, so I thought that was pretty cool. Max Shrek, okay, his entire original part in this movie was supposed to be Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent, yeah. And he was going to get that electrical shock from Catwoman to his face. Yeah, and then that's how it. he became... Yeah. yeah. But that got all scrapped. Then they created Max Shrek as a throwback to Nosferatu. Yeah. He was going to be the golden child of Cobblepot. Brother like to Like he was going to be their brother, yeah. Yeah. The brother, yeah. And he was going to be the successful one. Yeah. And that whole dynamic. And then they scrapped it, which I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, no. Yeah. I hate stuff like that in movies. I was like, oh, it's the brother. Yeah. Scream, now, Scream 3, <laughs> Roman Bridger, director. And, and brother. brother. Hey, we're not going to hate on the Scream movies. Scream 5. Okay. Love it. Um, Burgess Meredith was offered the part of Penguin's dad for the beginning. That would have been good. And he was attached to it, but then he took ill uh. and declined to it. So they got Paul Rubens, who later came back as Penguin's dad in the Gotham TV series. Just as a throwback. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I don't like Gotham at all. But going, I know, we talked about this. You can listen to our roundtable on the yeah. other episode. David Bowie was originally uh, contacted to be Max Shrek. That's awesome. And he declined so he could do Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. It's another movie I like. So I don't know what was the better choice there, but Christopher Walken is a legend. I did not know anything of Christopher Walken until this movie. Yeah. Even though he was a veteran. He's the first thing I remember him from, but then, like... Like, Wayne's World 2, he was in after yeah. that. But he had done so much. And do you know that when the casting director went to Tim Burton and said, what about Christopher Walken? Tim Burton, who's an eccentric character to begin with, was scared of Christopher Walken. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, that's this crazy stuff that's so cool going into this movie. Six-month shoot that they did. on, And they took over the whole Warner Brothers Stage 12 studio on Stage 16 with the lots of Penguin's Lair and Gotham City. They had stored some of the sets from the first movie. $250,000, I think, it cost just to store the sets and carry over. Wow. So this is a lot of info for our listeners, but I wanted to make this... This is a lot of info. Yeah, I wanted to really, you know, drive this home of a three-hour process for Danny DeVito to get into the Penguin's makeup. And uh, so that's that's where I'm at on that. I think I covered pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, the Mayor storyline, which they did take from Batman 66 episodes. Yeah, that, that is an episode, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's our kind of production overview of, of planning and uh, I mean I think it's great you've got a great cast in it uh, 
Michael Keaton back. Andrew Bernarski. I didn't write that name down. He he's, he's Leatherface. Um, Leatherface. I mean, I I think I talked about that on an episode mm-hmm. of something recently. He was possibly going to have a bigger part to the point of even being in the room when his dad pushed Selena out the window and helped cover it up. Oh wow. That's why he covers up. Another major thing, which I just, when rewatching it last month, when I got that Catwoman figure, how the hell does he get the plans to the Batmobile? Uh, like, nobody thinks of it, and, and sometimes you can overthink these maybe movies. Maybe Batman just had to patent the Batmobile. So it's like when you when you apply for a patent, you have to have your... They covered your this. In the script, it was going to be during the fe- the lighting of the tree... It was going to be like a battle, almost like a video game, up to the Shrek penthouse, mm-hmm. and why Batman was in there. But technically, that's the same time, the lighting of the tree. So it doesn't really make sense unless it was going to be earlier in the movie, and the Batmobile was going to be unattended, and that's how they got the plans. But in the novelization, um, a disgruntled engineer from the original model, uh, Oswald somehow contacted and got the plans. But how? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's in the Hall of Records. That's oh. what I. That's a, yeah. see. That's what I always thought because he spent all, all that, that time. time in the Hall of Records. Yeah. Yeah. Fetch me my list. So storyline wise, like, what do you think? It's, it's also the only dark. time in the movie when he wears the monocle is when he's in the Hall yes. of Records. But the posters for the mayor preserves his comic book look. Yeah, and right there he's got the monocle in. Yeah. Which someone, that, that girl, the image consultant, goes to put it in his mouth, he spits it out. What, the, uh, it, the, the cigarette? The thing. That's oh, a cigarette. No, the no, that's wrong. Is it's the temperature. They wanted to get his, um, something. No, they, 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 go, stuck it they in. go, here, reclaim your, your birthright. birthright. So it's like him being, like, all fancy. Oh, that's it. And he spits, and he spits it, out. it out. So, see, I know a lot, and then like I, the I fill her void. <laughs> well, Danny DeVito was really, like, even in interviews, he was always, he's like, oh, he just wants that pussy cat he just he just wants to he, he wanted to lick her at one point in that bedroom seat michelle pfeiffer the phony bird it's not a phony bird. Pissed, no pissed her off that's why she ate the real bird she put it in her mouth like it's such a trooper what if that so bird shit role. in her mouth yeah she was so into the role uh i think it's it's awesome the duck um man i love that duck yeah that penguin duck. They never made a figure, uh, like a toy of that duck. They made, and we'll get to that later, just the diecast version. Uh, so, novelization, Tim Drake. Oh, yeah. So, the Duckmobile was taken and actually first appears with Penguin in the New Adventures of Batman cartoon from 1977. Okay. So, the duck was pre established. I think it's a great duck. I like I like it. I I saw it live and in person. It was at the exhibition. Was it that summer? See, I I wasn't going. They to had that at that time. The bat ski boat and the Batmobile. Yeah. The By the way, if anyone's listening, I'm trying to get my hands on a bat ski boat. If uh, anyone wants to help a brother out, I've uh, I've never seen that. I've seen it a few I never, times. I don't think I had it as a kid, though. It's possible I did. Nah, I didn't have it. I wanted it. I didn't have it. I didn't even have the Batmobile until now I have it because I had the original Batmobile 
with no canopy. Oh, the Bat Missile Batman Returns Batmobile is just one of the best. I have it. It's I yeah. Have it. It's it's literally maybe a hundred yards right there. <laughs> I know. I forgot to mention Sean Young from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. She wanted to be Catwoman. She really wanted Catwoman. She went into the producer's office. She was office supposed to be Vicky in costume. Yeah, in costume mm -hmm. to try to be Catwoman. And it was so over the top. I, I, you know what, Catwoman? You know that short-haired version from the comic book? They did a couple long shots, maybe even long Halloween Catwoman. She could, she could work for that kind of mm -hmm. artistry look. Well, back then, not but now. But for the sleek, the sleekness, it, it's it's Michelle Pfeiffer, all the way. So, movies made. But what what did you think? Now, now we're going to this. Now, do you remember the theater at Dorval Drive by Toys R Us? Uh, I never now? went there because uh, I was from Missouri. We always went like more Etobicoke. Okay. We'd go that way. For whatever but reason. For some reason, everybody's told me the Staples was a movie. Yes. Yep. That's, for whatever reason, that's where I went, possibly on opening night. Okay. To see Batman Returns. Wow. So, that was pretty cool. That's how I remember that plaza. And then obviously going to Toys R Us before probably getting a toy. I selectively remember certain toys. I told the Catwoman story on another podcast. I'll mention it again. Not right now. So movie comes out, you see it, what did you think? I love the movie. Uh, I only saw it once in theaters. Well, most most of us do when we're kids. Yeah. I saw it once and I, I loved it. And uh, I was just, it was like I was obsessed with Batman after that. I was right into like, it. Like, even, even more so, maybe with the movie. I was already obsessed with Batman, but it got me right back into Batman and DC because the Death of Superman comics were out. Nightfall mm -hmm. was out. Mm -hmm. My dad was picking up those issues. He'd get me a set so I'd have an open set to read. And then I started getting the other toys, but I would play funny. I'd go with to those toys religiously. I get comics, but I wouldn't like really read them. There was a comic adaptation of Batman Returns, which I don't think I have. I do not. Um, I have. I have the movie the souvenir Batman book. Um, there was so much merchandise. But even, you know, we're jumping in. All of this in that summer of 92. There was school supplies. Yeah. Because when I was going into grade three, I had Catwoman, Batman Returns, pencil case. Pencils, erasers. If there was Catwoman on it, I had it. Okay. Let's put it that way. Catwoman t-shirt. I remember that summer, there's a um, Quintel company put out glow-in-the-dark Batman and Catwoman watches. That came almost like in the the way NECA used to do their um, their toys, or they still do sometimes, like that plastic, the enclosed oh, plastic, yeah. and it was glow in the dark. And that Catwoman digital watch, I wore like religiously. It actually helped me almost be more uh, comprehensive of time in the day because I loved having that watch. Because you had a watch and you actually really using it. Yeah. So I remember Humpty Dumpty potato, potato chips had a promotion, and in every bag of chips, it had so you either spell bat, cat. I forget what it was for penguin. I don't think you had to spell penguin, but the letters would be in there. And I I remember that summer 
us collecting these and like never finding them. I don't them. remember. I also I don't remember that. Movie came out. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I was blown away. Penguin was scary. So we're, we still got the scary. It was a dark movie. Was, to which, me, he which, wasn't scary. Like, I don't even think comprehensively until I got older, you realize just how deep this movie is that he's going to kill the firstborn children. Yeah, I never even yeah. <laughs> I never even realized that till I was older. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. So, for That's me, pretty morbid. Yeah, for me, like I said, I'm following the Selena story. Yeah. I loved everything about it, from growing from the secretary to the strong character. I mean, you think about the like the, the female empowerment now and how sometimes pissing off it is and over-pushed. But if you just watch classic stuff like that, it was always there. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Then. That's why I had such respect for female characters, and Catwoman's my favorite one. I, I love the whole thing about that movie. I get chills to this day at the very, very end when she rises up with the bat suit. Yeah, but nothing ever happened. Because you think she's dead. Well, it's story about that. You Because I didn't know for sure if she was dead, but she had one life left. Mm -hmm. And she rises up, and that made me so happy following that. And that was not in the original script. They shot that during post-production. Yeah, I know all that. Yeah. And it wasn't even Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, it was, it was a double. Yeah. Which was still pretty good. Uh, and, and you know how you said, now you talked about Jack Nicholson overshadowing yeah. Michael Keaton, the original. And the same thing with this. I mean, the story is always the villains, right? Your hero's only as good as the villains. Awesome villain, awesome movie, awesome hero. So, Tim Burton himself actually spoke about this criticism and said it's deliberate. Bruce Wayne is a very reclusive person. Batman is in the shadows. He's the Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. So to overspend time with him and ex overexpose him would not feel like the character. That's why there's more emphasis on the villains. And that was from Tim Burton. So, so I, I agree with that because I don't want to see, like, you know, no, I know I, this saying. made me like, this is the movie that sold me on Michael Keaton Batman. And I loved his dynamic and I loved his Bruce Wayne in this because it was accentuated through the Catwoman storyline and the Selena. One of my favorite scenes is the, the dinner at the fireplace scene. Because it's kind of comical, but it's it's just fun that they're both getting to the same plot point and trying to cover up for each other's, mm -hmm. you know, who they are. The best scene in this movie, which holds up, they homaged it in Dark Knight Rises, is the masquerade ball dancing. And they don't have their costumes. And they don't have their costumes. The dialogue, repeating the kiss under the mistletoe. The whole revelation is the gravity of the movie to me. I get so deep into this. Like, I talk about me and watching Revenge of the Sith. I get so deep into Batman Returns that this scene, like, just chills me every time. And it contains, in my opinion, one of the best songs in the history of any movie. It ranks as probably the my Shade, favorite the song. Day song. Face the Face by Susie and the Banshees. Because that I entire song is created for this movie. 
And it's the story arc. It's literally the drama of the Bruce Salinas story. So please include that song in this podcast because it's it's, uh, it's right now. Literally the heart of the story. Right now we're gonna go to the song. Songs. In your song. opinion, you have you, to say the words about in my, my opinion. opinion. All right, because yeah, I know it's no party man. Get everyone. Well, party man. Now you're talking about the '80s, and if this does anything, it reverses that. It's like there's your pop '80s. Now we're going to darken this down. Yeah, we're just going here. shitty '90s. We're going early we're '90s shitbag music. Like okay, so face to face. I thought it was a Sade song in one of these. Is the also there's a whole soundtrack on the album, but this to me is the heart of the story. This is the the moment. So that's the the song that they they dance to. Yes. As their revelation comes out of who they are to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so powerful. They get off the dance floor and explode. Yeah. So I love it. That's one of my favorite scenes. You didn't invite me, so I crashed. <laughs> so that was that. I had to do that. Do you know that was a uh, 12 foot bull whip that Michelle Pfeiffer used? Yes. With the whip. And, and she, she actually learned how to use it. Yeah. 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 No, I know, I know uh-huh. all these facts. Yeah. And she trained in kickboxing, karate. Uh, karate. Yeah, karate. It's karate. Is it? Okay. I, I always say karate. Anyway, she trained for multiple hours a day for the whole shoot. When it came to the mannequin scene... She did it. She did it first take. Yeah. That take is on, like, the DVD yeah. Uh, extras. Yeah. Yeah. With the extras. So, I mean, that's awesome. I hope she comes back in the Our take-home's less than 300 a week. You're overpaid. Hit the road. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, where she puts the um, the hair stuff or whatever in the microwave. This scene was cut. This little moment was cut in the UK version. It was not until 2009 when she blows up. 2005. When she blows up the department store. Yeah, just where she puts the stuff in the microwave. Okay. UK censors deem that bad. UK censors are they, ma- are they, mental. Yeah. They? So the scary clown face. There's one shot. I don't know which one it is, and her actually putting that in the microwave, probably because it could influence kids. Why I don't know. Uh, was cut. It was not restored until 2005. But here's so, but there's still the movie in the movie, so they cut that scene out. Yeah. But, so it blows up for but, no reason. But Batman and Penguin are talking. She backflips in, goes meow, and yeah. it blows up. Yeah. But you don't, you don't know why. More baffling than this. Talk about fucked up is South Korea, which I think to date it's still like this. They have cut the entire Selena becoming Catwoman sequence. Oh, that should be cut. Why? It's the worst part of the movie. That is has. awesome. And that brings it's us... It's not awesome! It Cats is. are not going to chew on your fingers and you're not going to be come back alive. But there's a supernatural mysticism that's, of cats. And way. that's what I hate about this movie. But that's the I character. hate the supernatural. No, Catwoman is not supernatural. But cats Catwoman, have a mystic element yes, to them. I don't, anyway. I don't care about that. I'm a dog person. <laughs> cats are evil. See, I was raised with cats, so I love cats. That's why it's so important, this character. (laughs) Okay? But that's the part I hate. Like, okay, they make her hit, like, what, eight eight yawnings on the way down? Yeah, I get she could could survive that. But the, the cats are... Now, when she gets home... And she goes mental. I love all that. That stuff. is that is what they cut. When she's going freaking out. Yes. As far as I know, the transformation is what they cut. I love that part. I I, I sometimes come too. home. Yeah. And I'll go like even when I lived on my own, I'd be like, "Honey, I'm home." And then I go, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm not married." And then I chug chug milk and it all runs down my. <laughs> okay, I used to do that too as a kid. But no, I love I belt. love. I would like talk to the cats. Oh, I lo- I love when she like walks into the room and smashes the O. Yes. And smashes the T. Yeah. Boom. Hell. And here. then it says hell here. Yeah. The whole dollhouse thing, which I thought was a cool playset. I hated it. She wrecked it. Wrecked the dollhouse. Yeah, she fucking smashes it. But that scene. Okay, so by this time. For some reason, I had started to like really love like the dark side of things. Okay. And I think, and I I had friends, yeah, but I probably (laughs) like, you know, started to have some like bullying issues sometimes where I get into it. So I kept thinking if I got so frustrated. So that scene spoke to me. It was like, imagine if I just snapped. So uh, vicariously through that scene, every time I watched it, I could like vent out my frustrations because you just want to smash everything and, and like say goodbye to this goody goody stuff and just go shit you know go ape shit on people so I have a suggestion that's my little story with that scene but I love it to this day I love this movie all her scenes are great and she kicks Batman's ass she continues to be the only villain 
continuously kick his ass. That's another. Win. That's another thing. How does she know martial arts? Don't give me no the cat's cat's agility. <laughs> and we don't know if Selena maybe did have some kind of uh, memory. Maybe she had lessons as a as a child before, and her life just went downhill. And she took the secretary job. We don't know what her upbringing. I kind of like the, you know, the classic. Uh, she was a hooker. <laughs> yeah, but how would you? Yeah, so even if you're a hooker, you're going to know mar martial arts automatically. Well, yeah, you got to defend yourself. Yeah. So maybe she took classes. Either way, it's agility and inherent stuff that you can uh, learn you know, through the passing of the cat. Either way, she's a fantastic fighter. She always has been, even in the comics. Okay. Catwoman rules. She is also the best movie villain. Joker people are going to eat me the up right now. The best movie villain. Oh, oh, in what Batman. Are you, what in are you talking about? In, in Batman. In Batman. In what? She's one of the in best what? portrayed. In what? In Batman Returns? All of them. <laughs> in all, all of them. them. All of them. Wow. Now, I'll, I'll wow. give full credit to Uma Thurman owning Batman and Robin. Again, no, but... But... Nobody compares to Jack Nicholson as the Joker. To I know. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Okay. Danny DeVito gives a hell of a performance as Penguin. I mean, he's not. But he's not. But he's not. He's, he's not the best villain. And I think with this movie, it rides a little too much Tim Burton. Well, that's and what not, Tim Burton got not, to do his shit. Not, but not enough towards the Batman universe. That's that's what the downfall of the movie is, and. Uh, I'll I'll end it with the final I'll save my thought for the final thought oh. but uh you know like I'm not denying like I, I do like the movie still it's in it's in my top five uh okay yeah it's 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 there and I, I still will watch it and if I put it on I watch it all the way through and I have problems with it but there's certain moments you know, Danny Elfman's score I just get tired of the awesome. I just yeah Amazing. I just get tired of uh, of like Tim Burton, like you know, like his style. Like that's why I love the first Batman because they're not making him do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he, or or they're making him do stuff. They're not letting him. Yeah, where this is him his, getting like, to breathe. Yeah, with the know? universe. Uh, funny thing. Uh, if you go to the 4th Avenue EB Games, yeah. they sell a Batman Returns Penguin umbrella, the one he spins. And the headache one? Yeah, they, they have it. A, wow. a real life umbrella. And I almost bought it. I did not, and I don't know why. And if I ever go back and I see it, I will buy it. But, this movie. This movie I want to talk about. How about the rating? What's the rating? It was also PG-13. Okay. When the movie came out, got positive views, but it also got harsh criticism. Because it was supposed to be a kid's movie. Yeah. But it was never advertised as a kid's movie. No, PG-13. And it was PG-13. It was the problem with the perception of the parents and the people who saw it. McDonald's actually had issue because of the complaints. Yes, but I don't remember McDonald's. See, I've always heard this story that the complaints... And when they saw, like, you know, he had the black stuff coming yes. out of his nose, they freaked. But I remember that whole summer, 
being about Batman. I had it all the toys. Yeah. There was a Catwoman in her car, Penguin in a little like yellow car yeah. with an umbrella that would spin, yeah. Batman in like a bat ski boat type thing. No, and it was the Batmobile. And the Batmobile, yes, yeah. And Catwoman was in her purple Volkswagen, which she does drive in the yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm happy though that they didn't do like the cat car like in Batman 66 or the even the McDonald's toy that was just Selena's Volkswagen. But I, I remember the the McDonald's fry boxes were like themed. I used, yeah. to, I used to keep those things. <laughs> or I would go whenever there was like a movie tie-in for like a, at a restaurant for Batman. I would ask them for, hey, can I can I just get. Like, like a fresh one? box, like even the Happy yeah. Meal box, right? Yeah. You don't want one with the fry grease and everything. Exactly. But, uh... The movie came out on video. I saw two days, but this one resonates with me the most because I could not wait to see it again. Say the I could have gone to the theater October 21st, 1992. I was going to say right before Halloween. My birthday. They always come out. My birthday, yeah. October 23rd. I still remember getting up in the morning. Dad had already gone to work because he was working in Toronto still at that time. And uh, there was the video right there on the kitchen table. And I'll never forget that. So I knew it was right near my birthday. But where I was going with that, Jumbo Video. Do you remember that they have the computer that you could look up the titles? Did you ever go to I never one? really went to Jumbo Video. Okay. Near the popcorn. Because they always gave free popcorn. Yeah. In their system, Batman Returns actually was listed as R. Really? In their computer system. But it was PG-13. No problem. When Mask of the Phantasm came out a year later, right? A year later, yep. And don't forget, this movie also launched Batman the Animated Series, which could be a whole other episode. Well, the Animated Series was still... September 92, it debuted. But was still, like, the movie didn't launch it. No, like, but it, it led to the hype. Like, yeah. it fed the and hype. And Penguin is kind of based off... Uh, and so was Catwoman, her yeah, outfit. kind of, yeah. Um, so that was all there. But we went to get Mask of the Phantasm, and we were talking to... We, we were always in good with the staff at Jumbo Video, obviously. And there was this one lady, Tina, and I remember... Talk about censorship. Remember, I was very easygoing as a kid. I wasn't really restricted. I'm sure you were dropping F-bombs left and right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sometimes. <laughs> uh, so there's this lady, Tina, and I remember she went on to my dad about this, and she mentioned, she decides to bring up Batman Returns. Keep in mind, my favorite, like, movie at the time. And she said, I can't believe you let him watch it. It's not a children's Batman movie. It should have been restricted. It should, it, and all this stuff she went on. I remember being so pissed off with her. I stormed out of the store. I never even talked to her again. I was so mad that she'd say that about Batman Returns. And I liked this woman, but I thought, oh, this miserable bitch. Oh, wow. One, you're uber sensitive. (laughs) But two, for someone who works in a video store, that's a stupid comment to make because for a movie to be restricted and it has nudity, uh, gory violence, you know, extensive violence... Uh, harsh language. There's not one swear word in this movie. Yeah. What, maybe shit? <laughs> you know? And there's no nudity. And the violence isn't graphic. No. So, so she was saying more about the tone and the sexual vibes and innuendos and all that. And it's only what's there. It's only on there if you're it's thinking subtext, of it. It's subtext, though. Kids it's, are not getting it. I did not up. get it. 
or you don't get it to the gravity, right? Even if you're aware as a kid that there's an attraction or an attempted attraction, A, Catwoman rejects them, first of all. And there's nothing there. It's only what you bring she to it. She rejects Penguin. Yeah. She doesn't reject Penguin. Yeah, I know. Even still, they, they didn't do anything. There's nothing there. They made out. They made out on the couch, Jeff. Yeah. By the fire. And then they stopped that once the scar tissue was exposed. So that was it about just that whole thing that should it have been restricted or not pissed me off as a kid. Saved by kitty litter. Oh, that's the square word. She laughs at you. And the best line of the movie when she is waiting for Penguin and he goes, just the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> that is pretty good. It's funny. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna mess up my my ratings here on the podcast when you use that kind of language. Why? I'm gonna make you restricted now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Be restricted. Well, we're not. He walks up the, he walks up the stairs and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> just a pussy. I've been for. And you can tell Danny DeVito was just loving that. Like, Let me guess. Naked sexual charisma. Ointment. <laughs> Scented or non-scented? <laughs> Not even in office yet. They already have an enemies list. Yeah. Those aren't for prying eyes. Oh, that's another thing. This movie, both... Every Batman movie, the first four, I'll even include the, uh, Mask of Phantasm. I could, word for word... Like, say the lies, say the like lies as you're, yeah, as you're talking about it. I, I mean, because they're just so great. And you know what? I love Alfred in this movie too. When it comes to bringing that axe down on Penguin, and they do the CD thing, and, and like Alfred is right there, like he is just as part of that team. He scratches the CD though. You can't do that. And they're they're just like, uh, well, you know, a little imagination. But I played this stinking city <laughs> like a harp from hell. It was one of the biggest opening weekends ever at almost $48 million. Total box office take $282.8 million. Is that worldwide box or domestic? Office. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. But for the time, that was pretty big. Yeah. So I talked about the watch that I had, the t-shirt, the McDonald's toys. Um, I had the... the Kenner toys, I had which the, we're going to dive the into. The blanket, the comforter my mom won at bingo and I came home and it was sitting there and I, I owned that from 1992 until 2008 you just reminded me I think I had a sheet set of Batman Returns with Catwoman pillow that blanket was my favorite blanket and what happened to it uh, it's a long story I don't want to dive into but <laughs> where I was where I was living uh, the person I was subletting the place from, so I'm paying that person rent. They're not paying the landlord, and got evicted. I had to leave, and when I came back to get my stuff after, it was gone. Oh, brutal! See, that's another thing you gotta buy back now. I I totally would. I totally <laughs> in a f fucking heartbeat. There you I'm, go, I'm listeners. I'm going home and I'm going on eBay and looking for it. There you go. Okay, so we had the Kenner toys, which yeah. we're going to talk to a lot, but I just want to touch on some of the other stuff I had. Like I said, if there was Catwoman, I had it. There was Catwoman keychain. Question. That was like a minifigure. Were you 
Catwoman for Halloween, but you're a cat man. Is this a true no, story? But I know where you're going with that. I will get to that. Okay. Uh, there was also another little Catwoman figure with like this. Her whip was a hanging rope with a suction cup, so you could stick it to like your car window yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Applause put out three 12 inch figures. Yeah, which that's the only do. That's the only, only version. Penguin. That's yeah. why I loved trying to play with those because that was the real one. Because Kenner, they would not give the sketches of the character to to spoil the reveal. Mm-hmm. When they needed them for the production, so, so they, they just the they just superpowers. superpowers one, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Tiger Toys did a handheld electronic video game. Yeah, but Tiger Electronics did handheld everything. Yeah, uh, the Sega game came out, of course. Ertl um, Toys, remember Ertl? Yeah, they did the little diecast metal. Uh, they did Batman, Catwoman, Penguin, the Batmobile. The duck, the bat missile separately. Yeah. Uh, Penguin yeah. Commando with the rocket and, and the ski boat, yeah. and I had all of those. I even tried to play with them, and I ended up ruining them because I'd smash like I'd smash them. <laughs> uh, so they were they were good, but then the Kenner line is just beyond epic of its time. Yeah. Because it had everything. Yep. Um, myself. I had the Arctic Batman, which is probably my favorite. I because he was like in a white outfit. He was my favorite. Really? Yep. He had the shield that would go over it. Yeah. And he had the gun that shot water. Um, Airstrike, Batman. Hold on, Airstrike was was that the one with like the lightning bolts on him, and he had like a glider. I, I looked remember. at a picture of it earlier. There was Laser Batman. Yeah, Laser I had. Where he had like a quilted suit. Yeah, Laser I had. The one we talked about earlier was Deep Dive Batman. Which I had. Yeah. The Laser Batman I had, and I remember he came with this bat pack thing that had like the bat symbol. Was there the satellite thing? It, yeah. Yeah. And that dish for the satellite had the bat symbol, yeah. and I figured out a way to put it on flashlight and make did you awesome awesome but that figure was on mine my cousin got that for his birthday but he was kind of getting out of toys like like he got out of toys early and that was this the same cousin that you did the mar the x-men with the toy vista they were um that Mm -hmm. had the deadpool was that the was that a cousin that story on the wind geeks clyde episode that had a deadpool I think you said, or somebody, one of your cousins you were talking about had some X-Men when we were here doing that episode and talking about the Toy Biz. I don't remember, but my cousin Michael... Cousin. Oh, no, you know what? Sorry. I think it was your brother. Oh. Maybe, maybe it was your brother. Maybe it was my brother. Um, my cousin, my cousin Michael, yeah. we're pretty much the same age, and like he was born in 83, but like it's like, le- like six months age difference between us, and that summer, his birthday's in the summer someone bought him the laser Batman for his birthday and he wasn't really playing with toys at that point and he gave it to me nice but yeah Bruce Wayne to Batman which was a rehash of the Dark Knight collection from 89 yeah then Catwoman yeah Robin Penguin that we just talked about I I had Robin but I don't know how I ended up with him I am trying to think if I got him at the same Aldershot Zellers that I got Catwoman 
And the story for the listeners who didn't hear the other cast is that in my baseball league, our practice was wrapping up, and it was 8.52 in Waterdown. My dad said, do you think we can make it to Aldershot Zellers? We raced down there in summer of 92, and they had put out fresh stock of Batman Returns toys, and that's where I got my Catwoman, my favorite toy of 92, and I lost the whip because my cat ate it. I'd always lose the whips. Favorite vehicles. So then I'd get the Batmobile, which was fun. The Wayne, Man- the Wayne Manor playset. Never had the Wayne Manor which was until awesome. I own it do you know where? Do you know where we got those? We got those from Summit Park Mall Toys R Us. Okay. Or Boulevard Mall. I cannot remember which, but I know Batman Returns. So for sure, my bat coop was from Boulevard Mall Toys R Us. Uh... Which is my favorite it's, it's vehicle. It's not the Bat Coop. It's Bruce Wayne Bruce Custom Wayne Coop. Custom Coop. If, if and, it came, and it came with, with the ba- Bruce Wayne. Which I used that and one more. And you pull it back, boom. That was what I had. It was great. The Custom Coop was my favorite because I'd use that as Catwoman's car. I just use it as a Batmobile. Yeah. The Umbrella Jet I have yeah, to never, this day. Never had any it's it's weird, but I got it. Uh, and then, yeah, Series 2, there was like three... Batman's only that came out. I had the hydro charge one, and then there was like a jungle one and a yeah. blue blue one. But what I didn't know until just today, and I can only imagine the value of this. I never seen this toy. There was a repainted camo Batmobile. Yep. I've never seen it. It must be worth a lot. I don't think it's worth a lot. No. No. But I've never seen it. Like I don't even remember. I it. I remember it being at Toys R Us. Wow. It's white camo, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know anyone who has it. I, 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 I wanted... That was the one I wanted because you couldn't find the other one. And I wanted that one. And my mom was like, no, you have a Batmobile. I'm like, no, I don't. I have a Bruce Wayne's <laughs> custom <laughs> coupe. And it's not the same. <sighs> <laughs> this is taking you back here. But that Bruce Wayne custom coupe I got for my birthday, 1993. My dad picked me up after school, took me shopping. I got that, and I got the X-Men Danger Room, the Cyclops Danger Room. Oh, okay. That's what I got. My custom coupe, I still have it. I don't think I've bought one since, like in box, and I probably should have. Mine is ruined, like scraped, scratched, everything. You know what I did with it as Catwoman? When I saw Superman the movie, we had like gutter tracks you down our driveway, you so I would have the car slide in the coupe with Catwoman in it with the gutter tracks, take the hose, blast all this mud through it, and then Batman would have to swoop in and save her like Superman did Lois with oh the rocks. And that just scratched just a, the shit out of You were just a toy pump. brutalizer, right? And I would be so protective of my toys, except when I played with them. Then it's like, oh, I could just go balls to the wall with this gutters and mud and sand. Oh, I took it to the park, buried it in sand at one point. Uh, see, so see, I played with that. I mean, you, you play with your toys, though. Yeah, I would play with my toys, too, but I would do stupid stuff compared to you, I guess. Because I would, like, go outside when snow was just not, like, just falling. Snow is great to play so with So I them. can make because the, the tracks, like, in the movie when yeah. he's driving and he's leaving Great, tracks. great shot. That's the kind of, of stuff I would do. See, I, and that's what was perfect because then the movie came out on video and it snowed early that year. I remember that. 
It, it no, got, no, it didn't because I seem no, to remember. I a remember lot of that. Snow I remember and, that that year was like a snowless. Was Christmas. it? Yep. That wasn't the year I was in Florida. That was a snowless Christmas. But now I said about everything Catwoman. So Zeller starts to get Halloween selection. Okay. And they had the Penguin kit. Yeah. And they got they had a Catwoman kit. Yeah. Just with her face on it. It wasn't much. There wasn't anything there. Same makeup shit you could buy in the generic thing. But I had Catwoman on. Yeah. So I needed it. Okay. And I just bought it for that. Okay. I used the makeup for other stuff. But prior to that in the summer, because my Nana used to do like cross stitching and stuff. So she'd always stop by the yarn section and all that in Zellers. And they had these cloth sheets of black, like thick cloth. Okay. So I got it in my head. If this square is almost the size of my head, somehow, magically, like if Selena can take a leather jacket and make a whole spotted full body suit out of it, you can make you a can mask. use these two squares and make a mask. So, Nana, make a cat mask out of two sheets of these things. And did she? She did. She cut it, but it was so cheap because it was just two sheets of paper that you just, like, open up with eyes and it just sat really weird it was like almost like a paper sailboat like <laughs> just there as as catman because uh, you know i just Can thought you, that you could just do it i do this catman so and then it looked, it looked stupid and i never did it that was not my halloween caution that year i oh, just okay. this was in maybe august that halloween set wasn't even out so yet. just just more like just playing. It's just, yeah, it's just fucking around. Yeah, that's with, cool. With friends and just trying to have some kind of mask. You know, like like the people now they buy the masks, like the Star Wars and all that. Yeah. So it was just a little bit of like, oh, I'll have my own little stupid mask. It's like I tried to do my own phantasm costume too, which I came pretty close to, except for the mask. <laughs> I had like gray cape, black outfit with gray boots. It was awesome. And I tried to use a Captain Planet from the helicopter. Had this like fork sickle red thing so I put that into the glove as like my sickle <laughs> true story on that Mask of Phantasm that's so there's cool. a story I knew you wanted to talk about the Catman thing that's that's how that came about okay did you ever do a Batman character um, for your Halloween I never did I did oh I, I, no that's a lie 93 I was Two-Face I I actually did uh, or maybe Halloween of 89 Okay. I was the Joker. My mom had a purple pair of checkered print pants. Really? And I wore them. <laughs> I, I remember that you day. Have a picture I, of this? No. Oh. I remember that day, though. I was two different costumes. I went to school as a uh, Dracula, and I came home. And our building had a party room, and they would do Halloween party, and I wanted to be the Joker. And my mom had some hat. That was random. It wasn't even purple, but I had the pants, and I forget what else I had. But I was the Joker. Yeah, nice. It's awesome. Face paint and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I think it was '93, not '95, that I was Two Face because it would have been Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. So I wanted to try and do it. So I just mostly had my face painted. Yeah. That's the time where we had snow. Because my mom and. Um, my friend's dad, Mark Jones, on, on the just the other street where we lived, they were the chaperones and walked around with us kids. Not, it, it, yeah, you're right. 92 or 93 Halloween, it snowed. Yeah. 
So it must have been '93 if I had if I was that had to be the one because I had this big parka on, so I didn't have this two face costume because I had this big parka on, and my face was half split with the makeup. So that had to be the one, and it was icy. And my mom and, and Mark were walking with us kids. And my dad stayed back at the house because my grandparents still lived in Florida at that time. They'd already gone down, so that's why my mom walked around with one of the neighbors because my dad was at the house. Man. But that that whole era, and then you know, you think by oh, then '93, then Jurassic Park came out, and that stole all my toy love. That's it. I transferred Jurassic right Park. Away. Jurassic Park was my toy line. Then never had any interest in Jurassic Park. Wow, toys. to me that's, that's the ultimate that toy is, line. That is because I never saw the movie until it was what? out on video. You were way off from my 13 times in the movie. Well, I never <laughs> see the thing with me is we went to movies once in a while. We were we were kind of broke, like we were we were really poor. I, so I, like that's where I was thinking of that spiel that I came up with at two a.m. about the magic of toys. Well, yeah, like it, every everything I got was special. That's how I'm not like you. I don't remember dates of when I got yeah. it, but I remember getting it. And later on, as I got older, I would trade stuff to friends and stuff. But if something was really really special. Never ever got rid of it, and I know that Batmobile I had forever, and I think it may have got either it it was broken. No, it was it was left behind somewhere. I forgot it. That's like tragic. And yeah, and no, no, actually, I no. Yeah, I had it for a really long time. Because even when I had now the... Now, we're talking about the 89? Yeah. And yeah. even when I had the Bruce Wayne custom coupe, I I think I'm pretty sure I still had the Batmobile, except the trunk was gone. Yeah, that trunk broke off. Easy. And there was a time in my life, maybe... You had the Batcave? See, like I never had... Batcave? I had the 89 Batcave. I got it when it was 20 bucks on sale the summer of 92. Like so, those toys hung around that long. Yeah, yeah wow. And Zellers, or Zellers, Zellers got them, and yeah. then they like had them in the fire. And my dad's girlfriend at the time bought it for me, and I had it forever, to the point where I always wanted the Wayne Manor. But it's like I had the Batcave, so like, like it wasn't I when, I was kid, Manor, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it I wouldn't be it. like, oh, can you buy me this Wayne Manor and Batcave? It's like we have a Batcave, you know. So like, and I never, I never fussed about it. And when I, I actually, never got would, told that I would like, I would like sometime. make my own kind of bat cave. What I would do is, I like bought. I mean, I would make huge bat cave. When I bought the Ghostbuster uh, firehouse, yeah, for three dollars from a Value Village, I would. Oh, this use, was not back then. No, no, it was okay. like, like ninety. Three ninety four. Got my firehouse from Wolco. But I would, I would like do stuff where I would put it on its side, and then it kind of looked like a sewer. Because that, you know oh, how like the bar. Yeah, oh, I use. And these. I would put the back cave on top of it, and the whole thing would be the back cave. And we had these things that would go over the vent. Yeah. To blow the air forward. Okay. They were clear. I made those into like where the bat suit would go, and so like. <laughs> The Batman, like the from Bruce the Batman, I 
would hang it in the suit, the suit in the thing. Like that's cool. really but cool stuff. You know stuff. what? That's like using your imagination, though. That's being creative with stuff. Jeff, and before I had a bat cave, I had a gray blanket that I literally would put on my bed and bunch it up that it looked like a mountain, and I would use a calculator as a computer. And that really? was my back. See, but yeah, that, see, I love that. I will, I will say, oh, you know, that's that. That is creative, and yeah. I love it. And I reuse. You're right. The Ghostbusters firehouse, the police academy, police station. I reuse those things. Land of the Lost Treehouse. I used to use a lot. Uh, the Endor trio, which was actually in the Robin Hood toys, yeah. which I had. Uh, I use that all the time for stuff. So, well, where I was going with this, very important, but not important. But I think it it just speaks to the toy fandom your audience, the audience of, of toy hunters everywhere, is that I really think this is going to, you're going to lock me up in a psych ward for this. No. But I think that toys really bring, help bring peace to the world. Jeff. Because we're all connected through these toys. And it doesn't, like, your story, you'll have listeners who will deeply connect with you and your story and your background. And you'll have listeners out there who will be like my side of the story. And through that, though, our stories are not that much different with the memories and those toys and what they mean. So it didn't matter financial status. It was just how special those toys were and our memories of them. And I think that's so important to remember. That's my little public service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a guy. Uh, he does toy hunts. His, Greg Hood. Uh, Greg Greg Cook hunts. I've heard of him now. And, and he ends every toy hunt with, he goes, remember, toys refresh our soul. That's a great line. And I 150% agree with that. Because it's like on the last episode of Go Figure, I'm talking about the X-Men line, and I talk about the Sunfire, um, the, the Sunspot X-Force. figure. Yeah. X-Force. And I'm talking about Sunspot and how much I love that figure and when I just bought it last week and I'm holding it and it's like flooding me with just like remembering getting this figure and how much I loved it as a kid and I'm like like I want to open it but I'm waiting for the whole wave to do like a whole unboxing and build a figure thing. Yeah. But I want to open it so bad like I keep like picking it up and looking at it. <laughs> And, like, that's the thing, like, you know, people will think, like, oh, you're older and this and that, but, like, one with me is I like to get stuff that I always wanted and never could because, like... That's great, and that's... We were, like I said, we were broke. And I didn't have everything. There's a lot that I did pick up in later years. Yeah. And and the thing that's funny with me is, like, if if my mom was in the the financial state that she was when I was a kid, that she was when my sister was the same age as me, I would have had everything. Like, both my parents. Because by that point, like, my mom, she wasn't... I'm not saying she's going to be rich, but she did a... She started working uh, every day, and money was never an issue after that for her. And my dad got a really good job, and he never had issues after that. It's like... I think back like good thing when I was a kid you know I experienced that because I learned how to appreciate things and that's why I still have like I wish I had a lot more but I still do have a lot of things that I had when I was a kid so yeah and they're cherry and it's yeah. it's just great 
that we continue with that. And like right here, just certain things like this laser disc. Yeah, no. Which I brought. There's so much to have, and everything reminds you. I actually got this laser disc later on. Yeah. Because I like the movie. Laser but it's just disc. having these things. Flip it over. For <laughs> listeners that don't know what a laser disc is, it's pretty much a album record size DVD. Yeah, that you'd have to flip that over. That was like top of the line expensive. Quality. Like VHSs yeah. were considered expensive back in the day. Laser disc. They were like top of the top. Can you imagine paying thirty bucks for a VHS? Uh, no, but yeah. I remember we, we did it. Or when a VHS there was, was like horror two hundred bucks. Yeah, eighty nine ninety five. Because you couldn't you couldn't buy them because only yeah. video stores could buy My them. My mom and dad said Halloween two or Halloween three. One of them was like eighty nine ninety five back yeah. in the day. Uh, high, uh, old store called High and Zell's is where she first bought her first Halloween. I remember and High that and was Zell's. on sale. High and Zell's, oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, to get back to, like, the movie, like. Yeah. We're just. But we're just talking just about the talking movie. About special. The movie yeah. Talking about the movie and just going back to that time from the eight year old kid at the time that was like. They really shaped you. Uh, yeah. This, and you said that about Batman 89, and Batman Returns was so instrumental yeah. in me as well. Ba it's just... Think about that year. Bar. Think about 1992, okay? For, like, a year in fandom, all right? So, yeah. I, I'm already all in. I love, I love the first Batman movie. I'm all about superheroes. The X-Men figures come out. I'm just, See, like, I wasn't I'm Marvel loving at it. all. So. I'm loving it. Batman Returns comes out. Then, in September, boom, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series. These all come off, yeah. you know? Like, like I said, like, it shaped my fandom. Like, when I went to a, when I went to a mall, or anywhere, like, it, it came to the point, I say comic shop, I have to go to a comic shop. I can't even read, but I want to buy comics. And at combo shops, they have figures that I don't have. I'm like, oh, I want that figure, you know? Like, yeah. it was just... It like, was, I'd read the comics at the time, but you're not re You're looking at the pictures and reading, like, you're, you're into certain yeah. moments. Like, I remember reading Death of Superman and all that, but well, I was... Comics, well, that's how I learned to, learned to read. Was oh, really? For real? Yeah, like, uh, I, like, um, I was 10 when I learned how to, like, actually read. Like, I could recognize words and stuff, but... I think my like, mom would buy me comics. I'd read them and I'd kind of, or you know, I had reading like Bernstein yeah. Bears and all that, and yeah. then Batman. Uh, there were certain Batman's and sometimes novels. I think huge reading for me would be the Goosebumps books. Yeah, I never like not them. to deter. Too I didn't far. like them, but um, so that's it. Batman Returns to yeah. me is just uh, I, I love it. So it's your favorite. Batman. Movie. It is my favorite Batman movie, and I still consider it the best Batman movie. Well, again, your opinion, and I understand, and I do, I do love the movie. And we could rank them. Do you rank? Them? I can't remember if you did that in, with the first episode. Of I don't know. Did I? Like one out of ten? Yeah. Like, and then see how these are going to rank the four movies, or even all the live action movies. Well, if I'm ranking them out of ten, I'm giving the first Batman an eight point five out of ten. I'm giving Batman Returns a 7 out of 10. Which is still good. It's passable. 
70%. It's a pass. It's a whole 1.5 difference from the original. Kills me. No, th- oh. but to me it is because oh. there was just so much in the movie that at the time, like I went to get to, at the time I could recognize this is weird, you know? But it's quirky, that's Yeah, what, I understand, but at the it's time... Dark, it's batty, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. What would, you, what would you rank him? Rank it at? Out of ten? Don't say nine. Nine's my favorite number, do you know that? Is it? Yes, it is. Uh, I would... I'd almost, I'd almost give it a nine. I okay. mean, because there's so much, even from the opening credits, when that, cra- oh, that cradle is rocking, and then the music starts, and you know it's just developing and developing and developing, and then the bats come, and then just the music, it's like you know you've got your stars. Yeah. It's the names are showing. We're traveling that we're following along, and it's like, oh, this is huge, huge. This is driving you right in. You are channeling like the baby thing right into this story. Yeah. So right. I, I, I love it. And the first Batman... Oh God. Uh, Just be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's never been, like, my favorite. I'm, I'm more around a 6. 6.5. There you go. And Batman Returns 9. Now, Batman Around, Batman Forever, how that ranks? Well, well, we get to those exactly. when we get to them. Exactly. Uh, for everyone listening, I just want to say thank you. Uh... The I number to go long on this. We've gone long. Excellent. Uh, the number, the numbers are increasing. So everyone who's been listening, thank you. Uh, continue to follow, subscribe. Uh, anchor.fm slash WGC Network or sunsetcrypt.com. Sunsetcrypt.com, and you can get everything. We'll play the ad right after this. Uh, YouTube.com slash Wengies Collide. Wengies Collide on. Instagram, WGC Network on Twitter. Uh, and that's going to try to build. Yeah. Try to do more now that I've got the go ahead on that. The, the, yep. And uh, we're just going to, you know, talk about toys, talk about movies, and, and all nerdy things. Like, and comment. Comment yeah. below, you know. Well, I said it's a, it's a community, and you're seeing it. There, there's more of us out there. It's like the end of Rise of Skywalker, but there's more of us. Yeah, there is. There's, there's a ton of us out there. There's There's been a lot. Even today at to, Toys R Us, yeah. we ran into people, people, so, and had conversations. Yeah, and you know, and like, one of them told us it was so great that they saw us. Other at the store. people, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like even like, I'm just all about like the hobby, and you know, like like you said, I'm not trying to make a million dollars. I just want to talk about stuff I like and talk about it with my friends. It's just to be part of the community and I think this year has been so much on so many people that this community is everything to keeping us with direction and focus. Just keeping us sane. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and happy. Yeah. You've got to get through it. (laughs) You go in debt with it but you just get through it. That's what we do. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jeff. Yep. That's all your stuff. Yep. Uh, renowned Brown, renowned Crusher on Twitter and Instagram. Bone Crusher Steve Brown, you can find me. Uh, this has been episode two from the page to the screen. When Geese Collide, we're talking Batman Returns. And here's my big hot take how I'm going to end it before we go into a Sunset Crypt ad. I think Batman Forever is better than Batman Returns. Peace. Bye. Do you like horror, sci-fi, superheroes, comics, and adventure? 
SunsetCrypt.com has you covered with reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. <laughs> 